0: of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash Today's program is brought to you in part by the financial support of our listeners. You can support the show on a one-time basis at support.greatdetectives.net or become one of our ongoing Patreon supporters for as little as $2 per month. Just go to patreon.greatdetectives.net. Well now, it is time for this week's episode of Casey Crime Photographer. The original airdate May 19th, 1949, and the title is Cupid is a Killer.
1: The wave that gives that natural look is
2: T-O-N-I, Tony. Tony. Tony Home Permanent, the wave that gives that natural look, brings you Crime Photographer. Good evening, everyone. This is Bill Cullen greeting you for Tony Home Permanent. And inviting you to listen to another adventure of Casey, crime photographer. Ace cameraman who covers the crime news of a great city. Written by Alonzo Dean Cole. Our adventure for tonight, Cupid is a Killer. Early evening in the Blue Note Cafe. Casey and Ann Williams are perched on two tall stools when...
1: Ethelbert! phone's ringing answer it it might be important i'm coming just bringing up some lemon well hurry
3: up Come i'm on. coming i'm coming hello luna cafe Ethelbert speaking yeah. yeah he's here It's huh? for you Casey. your city Uh-oh. desk Uh-oh.
4: Give me it. hello burke yeah yeah miss williams is here with me right now okay burke right we'll be right over yeah so long
1: Now what, Casey?
3: An assignment for you. A murder, maybe? So
4: right you are, Ethelbert. Come on, Annie. Yeah, but who, uh, where... We'll give you the details when we get back. So long, pal.
2: Have you been wondering how you can afford a new permanent just when you want some new clothes for summer? Well, Tony, home permanent is your answer. A Tony costs only $1, and yet there's no lovelier, longer-lasting wave at any price. For Tony gives you this twin guarantee. Your Tony wave is guaranteed to last just as long as the most expensive wave you've ever had. And your Tony is guaranteed to look more natural, or your money back. So get a Tony home permanent for only $1, with plastic curlers $2. And save money for new summer clothes by giving yourself the loveliest wave you've ever had... With Tony Home Permanent, the wave that gives that natural look. T O
1: N I Tony.
4: Man was shot by someone who was outside, Logan. The bullet came through
5: that window. That's right, Casey. The killer was across the street in a parked automobile. He used a high powered rifle. Rifle? We uh, found the slug that went through this guy's skull 30 uh, 30. Hmm. I
4: remember two other killings that fit this pattern, Logan. Guys shot in the head from a car with a thirty thirty 30 rifle? Yep,
5: I'm thinking of the same. Two previous killings, Casey. You figure Bat McCoy did the shooting? Sure.
1: Bat McCoy?
5: This is his very successful method of knocking off guys who get in his way, Miss Williams. Of course, I'll have him picked up for questioning, but he'll have a 22-carat alibi ready as usual, and we won't even be able to hold it. Do you identify the dead guy, Logan? Yeah, he's a young fella, Benny Thrush. He played piano over at Bat McCoy's Purple Slipper Cafe. Why would a big shot like Bat McCoy want to bump off a
4: piano player?
5: I'll tell you. You two know a gal named Valerie Hooper. She used to be a cashier at Schmidt's Restaurant. Yeah, we know her.
1: Yeah, we often need at Schmidt. Pretty
5: kid, isn't she? Yeah, redhead. Nice, too. What
1: happened to her? We haven't seen her Two months
5: ago, she got married to Benny Thrush. What, this guy? Who's just been killed? Uh According to what I've heard from my private sources, McCoy fell for Valerie hard. She's not the two-timing sort, so McCoy didn't get anywhere. Now, it's my idea, Casey, that he killed Mr. Benny Thrush in order to have a clear field with Mrs. Benny Thrush. That McCoy would do a thing like that. And I'll give you a ten to one, Casey, that McCoy will throw a top-grade funeral for his ex piano player and will officiate as Chief Mourner, all to make a hit with Mrs. Benny. Oh, nuts, said we cops can't do a single thing. Not
4: a pretty picture, Logan. But, um, fancy
1: gangster funerals make good newspaper copy, Casey. All
5: right. Annie,
4: you and I are going to attend that funeral. <laughs>
1: Quite a crowd outside the undertaker's. Yeah,
4: funerals with murder victims always pull an overflow audience. Let's go.
1: We'll see the murderer inside, Casey. He'll be comforting the widow.
4: Yeah. McCoy had a perfect alibi, just as Logan figured. Cops couldn't do a thing with him.
1: Do you suppose that Valerie, Mrs. Rush, knows that McCoy... No, I
4: doubt it. Of course, the cops haven't tipped her her hand by letting her know what they suspect. Mm. Hey, look at that. Hmm? Logan's planted some of his undercover guys here.
1: Detective?
4: Yeah, the big fellow in the gray suit. He's one.
1: I've never seen him before.
4: Well, he's new on the homicide squad. He's a nice guy, too.
1: Also young and uh, very good looking.
4: Name's Throckmorton.
1: Throckmorton?
4: Clarence oh, now, Throckmorton.
1: there can't be a cop named Clarence Throckmorton.
4: That's how the other cops feel about it. They call him Kansas. That's where he comes from. Wait, I'll introduce you. Hey, Kansas. Huh? Oh, hello, Gazy. Glad to see you. And let me present Detective Throckmorton. Kansas? It's Miss William, she reports of Express. Pleased to know you, Miss Williams.
1: And to know you.
4: Logan's detailed you here to watch Bat McCoy as well. Yeah, the captain figures we just might hear or see something that will help us to get that skunk out. if you will. Yes, yeah, so do I. You know the widow that murdered fellow is one of the prettiest little women I ever seen. She looks a nice.
1: Casey and I think she's very nice, Mrs. Rockmorton.
4: Hey, you talk like you know her. Yeah, we knew her before she got married. You did? Yeah. She inside now? No, I reckon she's up here in a minute or two. Funeral procession's due to start pretty soon. Yeah, I want to take some pictures before it starts. Annie, let's get inside. Okay. See you later, Kansas. Yeah, sure. I'll be around. Casey, the chapel's crowded. It's crowded with rats. Most of the mourners are gorillas that work for McCoy. Hey, you with that camera. You talking to me? Yeah. Get out. We ain't having no pictures taken. I'm from the morning express. I don't care where you're from. I said you... What's going on there? Hello, Bat. Hello, Casey... Pat, will you tell this muscle man of yours that I'd like a couple of shots of the coffin and flowers? Yeah, it's okay, Pete. Right.
6: Everybody clear away from the coffin. This fellow's going to take a picture that'll be in the papers. Yeah, thanks, Pat. What do you say to the send-off I'm giving poor little Benny Thrush? Huh? That bronze coffin alone set me back five grand.
4: Yeah, looks like it cost that much.
6: Get a load of that full-sized piano, all made out of expensive flowers. Yeah, It's my going away present, the poor little suppose made poor little Benny go way back. I wish I knew, Casey. Say, get that flower piano in your picture. Benny's widow would like it. Yeah, I'll get it in. That
4: does it. Say, is that Benny's widow coming in? Yeah, I got to go to the poor kid. She needs me to lean on. Uh, come on, Annie. Let's you and me get to the widow, too.
1: She's terribly broken up, Casey.
4: How are you feeling today, Valerie?
1: I'm all right, Mr. McCoy.
4: Hello, Valerie. <laughs>
1: Remember us? Oh, Miss Williams and Casey. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad to see you, too.
6: Hey, what?
4: Kid, you want to extend our sincerest sympathy.
1: If we can do anything for you, you just let us know. Oh, thank you both.
4: If Mrs. Thrush needs anything, she'll call on me.
6: When did you people get to know each other? Quite a
4: while ago, Ben. Valerie, the paper's running a spread on your husband's funeral. you mind if I shoot a picture of you? All right, Casey. Take your picture. Thank you. You're just stand as you are, that's... That's right. Hold it. Got it. Thank you. Hey, boss. Yeah? Uh, the undertaker just told me the preacher's here. If you want to say a few words before the church guy begins? Of course I'm
6: going to say some words
4: about my pal, Ben.
6: I ain't going to let this little lady's husband be stuck into the ground without I tell the world how much I thought of him. Come with me, pal.
4: I need her rats and rats. But that McCoy is the
1: worst. Same thing you are, Casey. is there some way to make that louse pay for what he's done and wants to do?
4: Mind if I stand here with you? Huh? Oh, I'd have you, sir.
1: That McCoy's about to deliver a eulogy, Mrs. Rockmore. Yeah,
4: he came inside here to listen. Ain't she the prettiest little woman? Oh. The widow, Mrs. Benny Thrush. Oh, yeah. Right down, everybody. That McCoy's gonna say a few words. This we gotta hear. Yeah, tell
6: that guy at the organ we had enough out of him.
4: <clears throat> Folks!
6: With tears in my eyes, I stand before you to speak a last goodbye to my pal.
4: Yes, sir. Prettiest little woman I ever
6: seen. Benny Thrush was like a brother. To his widow and to all of you, I ain't ashamed to say I love this guy. Lays here now, Sir Stephen Cole.
4: She's a nice woman, too.
6: Friends, my pal Benny was a sweet character. Folks who don't know me say I'm... Hard-boiled
3: and tough. But you see a guy before you... That McCoy talked over that coffin for almost an hour about how much he thought of the late Benny Thrush, huh, Casey? That's right, (sighs) Ethel. And was it hard to take? Mm, I can sure imagine, Miss Williams. It's a dirty shame the cops can't do anything. Three killings... I guess to make a case, the cops would have to find the gun practically right in his murdering hands, wouldn't they? Yeah. Man, ain't much chance of him doing that.
4: But one chance in a million, I guess. Elliberg, tell the waiter to bring me some coffee, will yeah. you? Okay. Miss Williams?
1: Uh, yeah, please.
4: Will you have that coffee on me? Uh, Kansas, Kansas. Mr. Brockmorton. Hello, Miss Williams. Uh, Casey, the folks at your office told me I'd probably find you here at this Blue Note Cafe. You were so looking so I... for me, Kansas? Uh, yeah. Say, Ethelbert, shake hands with Detective Throckmorton.
3: Detective (laughs) Throckmorton? This is the first time I ever met a cop by the name of Throckmorton. It's kind of funny. (laughs) This
4: is the first time I ever met a bartender by the name of Ethelbert.
3: (laughs) Hey, what's funny about that?
4: Yes, say, Casey, that was a mighty fine picture you took at the funeral yesterday. I saw it this morning the paper. Yeah, that shot of the coffin and McCoy's floral piano, did it turn out pretty good at that? Co- oh, that picture, yeah. Which picture are you talking about? Oh, well, I, uh, Miss Williams, I know this ain't very polite, but do you mind if I take Casey out the side door there for a minute? It's, uh, a private police business. No,
1: go ahead. I don't mind at all. Oh,
4: thank you, ma'am. If you don't mind, Casey... No, oh, I'm right with you, Kansas. One will hear us out here now. What's it all about? Why, uh, Casey, I'm going to ask you a big favor. That that fine picture of Benny Thrush's widow that's in the paper... Oh, that was the picture that you... Yeah, that was... Now, will you make me a print of it, Casey? Like uh, it goes into frame. Uh, Sure I will. Yeah, but why do you cops want it? Well, uh, us cops don't want it. Only me. Oh, you? Yeah, this is personal, Casey. Oh, guess I'm a little slow. You like the widow's looks, huh? I ain't gonna lie to you. She's the prettiest little woman I ever did see. Now, yeah, wait a minute. Uh, have you gotten acquainted with her yet? No, no. But I i was just thinking, uh, if it ain't asking you too much, will you introduce me someday all formal and proper like... Yeah, look, Kansas. had not anybody told you that Bat McCoy suspected of bumping off Valerie's husband so he could make a wedding march play for the widow? Well, all of us cops suspect that. And you want to try to cut in on that killer? Casey, when I get a fear to skunks, I'll resign from the police department. Well... Uh-huh. That's the way you feel. I'll get you acquainted with Mrs. Thrush tomorrow. Uh, Casey, I won't ever be able to pay you for this big favor. Mm, you've already paid me, Kansas. Yes, yeah, you give me an idea. Well, look, our coffee's getting cold, Kansas. Guess we better get back inside. Yeah. Well, say. Hey. <laughs> hey, that's Bill Cullen talking to Miss Williams. Hey, come on over. I'll introduce you. All right.
1: Well, back again?
4: Ah, hello, Bill. Bill, I want you to meet the new detective on the police force, Clarence Throckmorton. Uh, Clarence Throckmorton?
2: <laughs> Don't say it. Just call me Kansas, Bill. <laughs>
1: Fair enough, Kansas. You can call Bill Curly.
2: Oh, now, Ann, what have I done to deserve that nickname?
1: You see, Kansas, we always tease Bill about having an eye for, uh, curly-headed women.
3: Oh, me too, Mr. Cullen. Nothing I admire like real naturally curly hair. Except maybe real natural curly blonde hair. You
2: better watch out, bird You can be fooled, you know. Today, you just can't tell which is the girl with the natural curl and which is the girl with the tony. Many a girl with a tony has been asked if she had naturally curly hair. That's because gentle tony waves actually look and feel like naturally curly hair. Those lovely deep waves comb into place so easily the soft ringlet ends curl around your finger. There's no harshness, no frizzy stage to live through when you have a Tony. Because even on the very first day, a Tony wave looks soft and lustrous and natural. You can give yourself a Tony tomorrow, and tomorrow night have hair so lovely, people will think you were born with a natural wave. Just remember, only Tony gives you this twin guarantee. Your Tony wave is guaranteed to last just as long as the most expensive wave you've ever had. And your Tony is guaranteed to look more natural or your money back. So it's no wonder more than two million women each month choose Tony Home Permanent. More than
3: two million? Mm hmm.
2: That's a lot of women. Yes, each month another two million women have lovely, long lasting Tony ways. How about you? <laughs>
5: see, I don't like your idea
4: at all. Yeah, but it's beginning to work, Logan. And sooner than I expected, it, too. It's just a couple of months since I introduced Kansas to Valerie Thrush, but the guy is so honestly crazy about it that I think she's already gotten that way about him. And what's more important, Bat McCoy has found out about it. Boy, is he
5: burning. I know McCoy's sore. Oh. The men I have tailing him report that he followed Kansas home last night and took a very thoughtful gander at the windows of the house. Well, that's swell. He's getting ready to pull something. Yeah. If he follows his standard grudge murder pattern, he's getting ready to pull that 3030 out of his hiding place. Which is exactly what we want. We want to find that rifle in McCoy's hands, Casey, and we want to find him attempting another murder with it, but we don't want him to commit that murder. Look, I've got that all figured out, Logan, and I got the answers.
4: Yeah. Now look, we're almost certain now that McCoy is planning to rub out Kansas. And it's a thousand to one that he'll make the try in his usual way. His usual successful yes, way. Yes, but this time, we pick the time and the place. Well, yeah, if we can do it. We can. The time will be tomorrow night, and the place, Mrs. Thrush's apartment. Mrs. Thrush's apartment? She lives on the first floor with nice big windows facing the street, Logan. Now, McCoy, watching from a parked car across the street, is going to see something in that apartment. It'll make him use that 30-30.
5: You're going to arrange for the killer to be there and see things. Uh Uh-huh. And you'll be hiding
4: close enough to nab him with the goods.
5: Mind giving me the complete details? I'll be very glad to, pal. And even a dumb
4: cop like yourself will see what a cinch this is going to be. Uh, Tell the dumb cop more. Okay, now, listen. Kansas knows he's in danger from that, but he doesn't know that we've deliberately planned to set him up as a decoy. Excuse me, you've deliberately All planned... All right, okay, I've deliberately planned. We'll come clean with Kansas tomorrow morning and give him the whole You up.
5: mean you'll come clean with All him? All right, I'll
4: come clean. Now, look, Valerie so far doesn't know a thing. She doesn't even suspect that McCoy gave her husband the works. But we need plenty of cooperation from her now, Logan. So we... I mean, I... I am going to her apartment this evening, give her the complete picture... And tell her what she has to do to help
5: us. Before you continue, you're sure she will help us? Well, of course she will. Sure. She'll even thank me for the chance to do it.
4: Well, Valerie, that's the whole story, full and complete.
1: It's been a pretty horrible story, Mr. Casey. I simply can't believe that you and the police have suspected all along that... That Bat McCoy killed my husband because because of me.
4: Yeah, kid. Now I've told you how that you can help us to make him pay for what he did.
1: You've told me a lot of things, but but some of them you've tried to cover up. Huh? Kansas. Mr. Clarence Throckmorton. You brought him here. He was nice to me. He, He made me like him, trust him. Not because he liked me, but... But because you and he wanted the glory of solving a crime.
4: Glory? Hey, Valerie, no, I that...
1: don't want to hear another word from you. All right, Mr. Casey. Yeah. I'll help the law catch the killer of my husband. When Bat McCoy phones me this evening, as he always does, I'll make a date with him for tomorrow night. Then, later, I'll break it and let him know that Mr. Throckmorton will be here in his place. I'll do everything you've asked me to. But I never want to see you again, Mr. Casey. But well, Valerie, listen. Get out of this house.
2: But Valerie, get out
1: I... and tell Mr. Clarence Throckmorton that I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate <laughs> him. So Mrs. Benny Thrush
5: didn't. Thank you for the chance to help us, Casey. Uh, She practically
4: threw me out of her apartment, Logan.
5: Yeah, but she did promise to do what I asked her, though. Her help won't do any good unless you get full cooperation from Kansas. And he isn't going to feel too friendly when he hears I have wrecked his romance. Well, let me worry about that. Okay. Maybe you better worry a little about selling him on the job he's got to do tomorrow night. That won't be any trouble at all. We'll see in just an hour from now when he reports here at my office. (laughs) No, Captain Logan.
4: I won't have no part of this scheme of Casey's. Valerie might get hurt. Look, she'll be 100% safe, Kansas. That's what you say. Sure, Kansas, this scheme is foolproof. It don't sound that way to oh, me. Logan, will you convince this chumpy? Me, Casey? Now, look here. It's time to stop kidding and needling each other.
5: We're out to get a three time killer, aren't we? Yes, we are. And I think your scheme is sound. Detective Throckmorton. Yes, Captain. Now, this is an order. You'll do exactly as Casey has requested. I won't do it, sir. You you know what that means
4: yes sir here's my gun here's machine well, uh, look here man when you join the force you assume a duty you can't just i never it. assume no duty of putting a woman in bad danger and i am quitting I'm no longer a cop you're going to valerie's apartment to persuade her right yeah, now? yeah right now oh i've seen enough of women to know that you might persuade her and i'm not giving it a chance
5: <laughs> casey
4: i feel like a skunk for hitting him logan it's the only way to save our plan. Chump, this KO you handed him won't last more than a minute or two. It's long enough to put him in charge of your police surgeon. Police? Yes, sur- sure. Under medical observation for the next several hours. Casey, see what do you look? Have the k- k- doc strap into a bed, will you, in your emergency hospital here at headquarters, and keep him there until after we do our stuff tonight. I can't pull a phony like that. If you don't, we lose our chance to get McCoy, Logan. Everything's set. Can't let Kansas spoil it. Kansas is the guy McCoy wants to kill. Kansas and I are the same size. We've got the same color hair. If I put on his clothes and McCoy sees only my back... You? Sure, sure.
5: From across the street, he'll be certain that I'm Kansas. Uh, Okay, Casey. I'll get the doc and give him his orders. But is Kansas going to be sore at you? Yeah, he'll be sore at me. Valerie is sore at me. Uh,
4: uh Uh-oh. just thought of more trouble. Uh the gimmick of our scheme is that McCoy's going to see Kansas and Valerie pull a hot Hollywood kiss. You don't think she'll do it with you? No, well, what I'm worried about is that Ann Williams will be with you tonight, Logan. So what? Well, she's on an out-of-town assignment right now. I can't get hold of her to explain my substituting for Kansas. And if, if things aren't explained before she finds out that I'm the guy that she'll be seeing making
5: woo-woo with Valerie, well,
4: uh, he's going to get the wrong idea. Don't
5: hey... She... Well, it's a certainty. Think no more about it, Casey. When she meets me tonight, I'll explain everything. Logan, can I depend on that? Of course. I don't always trust you in personal matters. Well, now, if that isn't a fine thing to say to a pal.
1: Are you sure Bat McCoy is in that sedan, Captain Logan?
5: Positive, Miss Williams. Boys in the back seat.
1: Watching those windows across the street as we are.
5: You and bat her watching those windows. I'm keeping my eyes mostly on that sedan, watching for the end of a rifle barrel to make its appearance. You well, know, you'll have to move
1: awfully fast if and when it does. If McCoy has a chance to fire at Kansas' my man head... man and
5: I are prepared to move fast, Miss Williams.
1: Well, of course, McCoy can't do anything until Kansas shows himself behind one of those windows again.
5: What's that, there?
1: Why, well, it's just uh, uh, one minute to nine.
5: He'll show himself in... One
1: minute. uh, This was Casey's scheme. He must know the time you and Kansas set. Sure, Casey, knows. Well, then why isn't he here? I
5: have told you. He said he'd join us in time to get pictures. Where do you suppose he is? Uh, No idea. 30 seconds. uh, Watch that window on the right, Miss
1: Williams. Yeah, I am. (laughs) Kansas and Valerie have been out of sight all this time. You think they've been uh, mixing... Romance with the business,
5: Captain? Could be. You know how it is when a guy and a gal get together. And Valerie's
1: a beautiful gal. Any man
5: could fall for a gal like Valerie. Those oh, redheads are dynamite.
1: So I've heard. Captain, I see Valerie behind that window now. And Kansas with his back
5: toward us. Watch that, Carmen. All right, Jack, you.
1: You. Uh-oh. What they're doing behind that window. Is that five-star embrace part of the script,
5: Captain? Yeah. Guy is really putting personality into it.
1: I'll say. And apparently he's done a lot of rehearsing.
5: Sure looks that way, Miss Williams. They're breaking it up now. This ought to be it, man. McCoy wouldn't hurt the girl, but now he can line his sights on the guy alone. Uh, it is it. He fired that
2: right. Get him, man. Why did you wait so long?
1: Why'd you give him the chance to shoot? He's killed Kansas. We
5: got the
4: rat, Captain. Hot gun's still in his
5: mitt. The driver of his car too. You dirty cop, you framed me. You framed yourself, McCoy, and right into the hot seat. Why did
1: you let him shoot, Captain? Why'd you let him kill he Kansas?
5: He didn't kill anyone tonight, Miss Williams. But I saw all him. All you saw and all McCoy saw was the reflection of a man and woman in a specially placed. Mirror. Mirror? <laughs> when Valerie and her uh, boyfriend seemed to be directly behind that window, they were really in another part of the room where a bullet from out here couldn't possibly hit them.
4: Oh. Hey, Logan, you're standing in front of McCoy. Move away. I want his picture. Oh, Casey. Yeah, hello, Annie. Yeah. there's one shot, and I'll take another one. Oh, well,
1: Casey, that gray suit you have on... Uh, it... Yeah,
4: Kansas' clothes fit me okay, don't they, Annie?
1: Kansas' clothes?
4: Yeah, hold it for another picture, will you, boys? That does it.
1: You were the man we've been watching in that apartment. I can't
4: sure. Oh,
1: you, you you double-crosser.
4: Logan,
5: didn't you explain? Oh, I'm such a dumb cop, Casey, I forgot. Oh, you double-crosser. Good night. Annie,
4: Annie, where are you going?
1: I've a story to phone to the paper, Mr. Casey. Never wait for me, will you? I'm not going your way. Ever again. Annie, you gotta listen. Good night, pal. I'll
3: fix
4: you for this, Logan, just you
3: wait. Annie!
1: <laughs> for soft water shampooing, use Tony Cream Shampoo in the hardest water,
2: Tony Cream Shampoo. Yes, even in the hardest water, Tony Cream Shampoo gives soft water shampooing that rinses away dandruff instantly, leaves hair so soft, so smooth, so shining clean. Today, bring out the sparkling beauty of your hair with Tony Cream Shampoo. Get the handy tube or a jar. Tony Cream Shampoo. It's for you.
3: Miss Williams ain't even speaking to you, huh, Casey?
4: No I guess she's off me for life, Everford That was certainly a dirty trick that Logan played Well, I can't blame him, really I've stuck the needle into him so many times That's so Well, you don't have to agree with me
3: Gee, and you're also in wrong with Mrs. Valerie Thrush and uh, Detective Throckmorton. Yeah, plenty. They tell me that Throckmorton is the best two fisted fighter in the department. Huh? They say he spends a couple of hours every day in the gymnasium. And you do most of your training leaning on this bar, Casey. <sighs> Still in all, it ought to be a fight worth watching. So will you shut up? Why, Casey? Uh oh. Well, here's Detective Throckmorton now. Uh, Kansas? Yeah, Miss Williams and Mrs. Valerie Thrush are with him. they're all, all together? And all looking very mean. Oh, yes.
4: Yeah, see. Hello, Casey. Uh, hello, Kansas.
1: Hello, Casey. Uh,
4: glad to see you, Annie.
1: Hello, Mr. Casey.
4: Hi. Good evening, uh, Mrs. Thrush. We've been looking for you.
1: Yes. And now we found
4: you. Now, look here. You I... sucked me after trying to turn Valerie against Now, listen, Casey. You listen to us. You
1: really hit Kansas and had him locked up so you could take his place, Casey. Annie, I you swear.
4: You've double-crossed I... all of us, Casey. I'm not going to take any more You're of this. You're taking plenty more. Shall I give it to you here or will you step outside? Come on outside, Kansas. I tried to give the three of you honest explanations and you haven't even listened to me. Come on outside. Oh, Casey, let me give it to you here. But, Huh?
1: <laughs> Let him, Casey. Yes, Valerie and I want to watch.
4: <laughs> so do I, Casey. What? What? What is it, pal? I'm giving you first look at the engagement ring I've just bought, Valerie.
1: And I'm giving you this kiss for bringing Kansas and me together.
4: Yeah.
0: Gee.
1: Hey, now give me a chance, Valerie. Danny.
4: Uh-
5: Annie (laughs) You you double crossers I have another Casey Logan Hello Hello.
3: pal (laughs) And me too Casey Uh, You were in this too Ethelbert? Uh huh And uh Now what'll it be ladies and gentlemen Uh Casey this celebration will be on you
2: Crime Photographer, starring Stotts Cotsworth as Casey, is produced and directed by John Dietz. Written by Alonzo Dean Cole and is based on the fictional character of Flash Gun Casey, created by George Harmon Cox. Original music by Archie Blyer, and the program features Miss Jan Minor as Ann, and John Gibson as Ethelbert. Herman Chittison is the Blue Note pianist. This is Bill Cullen asking you to listen again next week at this same time to another exciting adventure of Crime Photographer, Also inviting you to listen to this is Nora Drake, radio's thrilling serial romance, heard every Monday through Friday over most of these stations. Consult your local newspaper for the exact time. Both these programs brought to you each week by Tony Home Permanent, the wave that gives that natural look, and the new Tony Cream Shampoo, for soft water shampooing even in the hardest water. And now stay tuned for the Hallmark Playhouse starring Richard Widmark in Enchanted Cottage, which follows immediately over most of these CBS stations. This is CBS, where 99 million people gather every week. The Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>
0: Welcome back. Dr. Joe Webb notes that this is another reused story. It was actually originally written when the series was sustained back in 1945. Um, Overall, this was actually a pretty good uh, story. I I enjoyed uh, the episode. There were some fun jokes, you know. Uh, The idea of uh, Ethelbert thinking uh, Throckmorton, a.k.a. Kansas, had an unusual name was cute. And also the idea that Ethelbert didn't seem to get that his name was a little bit unusual, too, was fun. It was a bit goofy and light, but Casey can be that sometimes. And I actually did not find the episodes from the Tony era to be bad at all. You know, other than action photograph, and I don't think that that was horrible. It was not good, but it was not horrible. So I was pleasantly surprised. Now, again, I should state that uh, that does not mean that Uh, Dr. Webb was wrong, Uh, he has access to a lot of the papers, you know, he's been through from Alonzo Cole, and so he has uh, continuity uh, notes on each episode, even those that didn't necessarily air. So it's quite possible that there were a lot of really uh, poor programs that Alonzo Dean Cole, you know, wrote down the plots for but did not survive to the present day. But of the six episodes that survived, I thought it it was okay. Maybe not quite as good as the Anchor Hawking era but not a huge step down in quality. And we have a comment on Twitter. This one comes from Lynn, who writes, This crime photographer and a man called X are the best. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, tweeting about the podcast. And then we have an email from uh, uh, Rob, uh, who writes, uh, Thanks for the hours of memorable listening. I remember my parents listening to someone I was very young. I was born in 1951. And he also teaches at a nearby university. So uh, great to hear from a neighbor here in Idaho and glad uh, you're enjoying the program. Thanks so much, Rob. And now it is time for us to thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Nora, Patreon supporter since August 2016, currently supporting the podcast at the rookie level of $2 or more per month. Again, thanks so much for your support, Nora. And that will actually do it for today. We'll be back next week with another episode of Casey Crumb Photographer with a new sponsor. But join us back here tomorrow as we meet Mr. Chameleon. Find out who he is and what he's all about.
2: Born of a well-to-do family and a college man, He tried from childhood to live up to the name he bore, Chameleon, by taking on the color of whatever situation in which he found himself, appearing in endless guises, finally entering the police force, where he became known as Chameleon, the man of many faces, the underworld's most dreaded man. Throughout this series, the listener will invariably know who Mr. Chameleon is, no matter in which disguise he appears, but the criminal he's tracking seldom does.
0: I hope you'll join us to hear him solve a mystery. In the meantime, do send your comments to Vox13 at GreatDetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And check us out on Instagram, Instagram.com slash GreatDetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.